Today in Science from Wired. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the new Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Today in Science from Wired. They lived in a pandemic bubble. Now COVID has arrived. Some remote Pacific Island nations haven't had a single case of COVID-19 for the past two years. Now they're reopening to the world, but can they handle an outbreak? By Grace Brown. Surrounded by the sheer expanse of the world's biggest ocean, many Pacific Island nations were among the last parts of the world untouched by COVID-19. Their extreme remoteness worked in their favor, and so did government decisions to slam borders shut early in the pandemic. The Marshall Islands, recognizing the risk of even a single case of COVID, was one of the first countries in the world to close its borders to outsiders in January 2020. From Kiribati to Palau and Tonga to the Solomon Islands, this policy has largely worked. Up until now, they've been able to keep COVID at bay largely as a result of closing their borders and being very, very cautious about allowing people to come into the country, including their own people, says Tess newton Kane, a project leader of the Pacific Hub at the Griffith Asia Institute, a research center. But shutting borders also meant damaging local economies, which are heavily reliant on tourism. International students were stranded abroad, families were separated, and sailors were stuck overseas while governments called for patience. But such strict border measures were never going to last forever. Two years into the pandemic, some countries have loosened their defenses. Kiribati began to reopen this year, and in late January, a chartered plane was permitted to bring home 54 citizens, many of them missionaries who had been preaching overseas. Some of the Kiribati citizens returning home also brought the virus with them. With that, Kiribati lost its status as one of the last countries without a single case of COVID. Cases of Omicron in Kiribati now number over 1,700. The nation has been locked down since January 22nd, with mask mandates, social distancing, and vaccine passes for travel required. The authorities have declared a state of disaster. The healthcare system is thought to only have a couple of ICU beds. Api Talamaitoga, the head of a network of indigenous Pacific Island physicians, told the Associated Press. The nation is made up of over 30 atolls spread over a huge area, meaning the remoteness that has kept people safe also means it can take days to receive medical care. Only about a third of Kiribati's population have been fully vaccinated, according to Our World in Data. And after two years of staying COVID-free, Palau reported its first cases in early January, imported by travelers from overseas. The nation's case count now stands at 460. Schools are closed and a mask mandate is in effect. Healthcare workers took to Facebook to share the extreme duress they are under, working up to 16 hours a day and sleeping outside so as not to infect their families. In the Solomon Islands, cases are soaring. Community transmission of the virus was first confirmed there on January 19th. The Prime Minister, Manasseh Sogaver, said that as of February 6th, one in two residents in Honiara, the capital, was infected with COVID-19, making the current case count close to 50,000. The COVID-19 isolation ward in Honiara, the only place designated for positive patients, has just 56 beds. 
On January 29th, the Australian government sent two flights to the country to provide desperately needed medical supplies. Only a fifth of the population is vaccinated, despite a plentiful supply. On social media, locals are sharing photos of huge crowds trying to get vaccinated. There have been 33 COVID-related deaths reported so far. The COVID-19 situation will get worse before it gets better. Many more of us will get infected, and sadly, many more may lose their lives, Sogavere said in a national address on February 6th. In the aftermath of the recent volcanic eruption and tsunami, Tonga was arguably the most vulnerable of all to an outbreak. On February 1st, the government announced that two port workers had tested positive. The number of active cases has since risen to 13, and Tongan authorities have put in place an open-ended lockdown. While 60% of the population has been vaccinated, Tongans have not yet received boosters, seeding doubts that they have enough immunity to protect against Omicron. New Zealand has donated 9,300 doses of the Pfizer vaccine to Tonga in an attempt to get them to frontline workers and vulnerable populations quickly. It's hard to overstate the vulnerability of these communities to COVID. Vaccine coverage rates vary wildly in different parts of the region. In Palau, 95% of the population is vaccinated. In Papua New Guinea, that figure is just 3%. It could take five years to vaccinate just a third of its population, one report predicted. Others are more middling but rising. Almost 70% of the population is fully vaccinated in Fiji, and around 60% in New Caledonia and Samoa. A degree of complacency can be blamed for low vaccination rates in some countries, says Newton Kane. Little or no experiences with COVID has meant there wasn't much incentive for the general public to get vaccinated. Distrust of health systems makes vaccine hesitancy a problem, too. Misinformation spread on social media has fueled the low vaccine uptake in some countries. And to make matters worse, in post-colonial times, food habits have shifted more towards cheap imported processed foods, which, combined with increasingly sedentary lifestyles, has led to a rise in obesity and diabetes, two major risk factors for COVID-19. Almost 60% of the adult population of Tonga is thought to be obese. Over 35% of the populations of Kiribati, the Solomon Islands, and Vanuatu suffer from nutritional deficiency. There's a huge incidence of diabetes in almost every island in Oceania, says Philippe Georgel, a virologist and genetics researcher at the University of Strasbourg, who has done research in New Caledonia and co-authored a paper in The Lancet that called for more research into how COVID affects Pacific Island nations. Healthcare systems in Pacific Island nations are severely limited in terms of equipment, resources, and trained personnel. There are 21 hospital beds and just five physicians for every 10,000 people, according to data from the Asian Development Bank. And social distancing isn't an option for many. Often households are made up of an extended family group, says Newton Kane, multi-generational and close-knit. So being able to maintain that social distance is hard. Lockdowns can also be devastating. Some people don't have the cash reserves to stock up on necessities in advance, she says. As a result, some nations are dealing with a triple burden, the pandemic, the prevalence of non-communicable diseases, and the risk of natural disasters that are common in the region, such as earthquakes and cyclones, says Berlin Kafoa, director for the Public Health Division at the Pacific Community, an international development organization based in New Caledonia, where cases have reached almost 10,000 and the death count is approaching 300. One natural disaster alone can temporarily wipe out the food security efforts and aspirations of an entire nation, says Kafoa, which makes these populations much more susceptible to the complications of COVID-19. The first two years of pandemic isolation have also come at a heavy price for the isolated island nations in the Pacific. According to data from the Asian Development Bank, 
The economies of these countries shrank by almost 6% in 2020. The region risks facing a lost decade due to the economic fallout unless it receives international aid in the next few years, according to the Lowy Institute, an independent think tank in Sydney, Australia. This has also exacerbated existing social and health vulnerabilities. It's now becoming clear that because of the lack of resources generally, and because so many resources have been diverted to COVID, other health challenges are going by the board, Newton Kane says. We're now concerned about a lack of surveillance on things like TB, or tuberculosis, or people not being monitored for being pre-diabetic or diabetic, and not being able to get treatments for other things. The indirect health effects of COVID-19 shutdowns are going to be significant, she warns. Now, as they battle outbreaks and climbing case rates, the path out of the pandemic could be treacherous for these countries. All Pacific Island nations will need to reopen to kickstart their already fragile, contracting economies to improve the livelihoods of their peoples, says Kafoa. When exactly to reopen will be decided by factors such as vaccination coverage and critical care capacity. His organization's advice to Pacific Island nations is simple. Assume that they will get COVID-19 and prepare accordingly. So far, shutting off from the rest of the world has been the only option for these remote countries, and it's worked. The problem, says Georgel, is it's not going to work forever. Like what you learned? Subscribe everywhere you listen to podcasts and get more science news at wired.com science. Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24.